gentlemen welcome back the boys are back the epl boys podcast thank you once again for tuning in my name is matt and as always i am joined by my very good friend all the way over there in amish country pennsylvania jd how are we doing tonight uh i am somehow alive after the weekend i had I know it's yep. we're recording on Thursday and this episode is releasing Friday, but I am still recovering from this past weekend. I flew down to Savannah, Georgia for one of my best friend's bachelor parties. Uh, it was uh, four and a half days of just drinking and partying, and uh, I have a really bad bruises and cuts on both of my shins because Saturday night last weekend... I don't remember, but apparently I needed some assistance getting out of the Uber at like 2.30 in the morning. And you have no idea the stories I heard the next morning. Apparently, I just threw myself out like out of this car into into like a bush. And I just have no idea. I mean, the day started out, I, I had bottomless mimosas. I ended up having seven uh, with food, mind you. And then we went to some, like, beer garden. Uh, I think I spent, like, $60 at this fucking beer garden. And it was, like, really cheap drinks, too. So I had a lot. And then we had a really nice dinner. Had nice filet mignon with a red wine reduction. Best filet mignon I've ever had. And then we went out clubbing. And I, I, that's all a blur to me. So, yeah, I'm still recovering. Drinking a lot of water. You know, peeing a lot. It's clear. It's clear pee. So that's the important part. I'm telling you right now, I was going to make a you're drinking any type of fluid in Georgia because uh, I wouldn't even call it a joke. But hey, if you follow the MLS, an MLS coach literally got fired because he didn't allow his team to have water breaks at practice. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, water's for the week, Matt. Oh, JD, you're fired. JD, you're fired. <laughs> this is my fired. podcast. Uh, JD, you're, 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 you're that. Uh, water water is necessary for athletes just as much as it's necessary for you to sober up for this podcast (laughs) but yes um jd was having all the fun i was too busy mowing my lawn cutting bushes trimming trees yeah you know man yeah you old Um, man i just applied for my aarp card so i am pretty pretty pumped about it great Great I'm going to have like a cell phone for $5 a month and I'm not even going to complain about it. It's going to be a but jitterbug. It's going to be a jitterbug. You know, the speaking, one that feels nice on your ear. Hey, the, those big, the big but- buttons so you can yeah, see. <laughs> those big button, those big buttons are going to make it really easy for me to, you know, with my blind eyes. Um, but let's <laughs> let let us talk about other bad things I saw with my eyes. Um I'm not going to take anything away from JD here. We all know JD didn't wake up at 4.30 in the morning to watch the U.S. women's national team. I didn't but, even try. <laughs> but I I sucked it up for the podcast. I, I went to bed at 9 o'clock at night like I was in grade school. Like, my goodness. My wife's watching me go to bed, and I'm like, yep, good night. She's like, it's 8.55. I go, yeah, I get to be up in seven hours to watch the U.S. women's team absolutely beat the piss out of Sweden. And then my have, wife have wakes... Have you learned nothing? And then my wife wakes up and goes, how was the ass beating? And I go, I don't know, because the U.S. women's team took all of it. My goodness, what a horrible start for the U.S. women's national team. Funny enough, really funny stat... Didn't know it until listening to the commentary. Do you know that a World Cup winning team has never followed it up with an Olympic gold? I did not know that. And I feel like that's a pretty surprising statistic. So, I mean, their next two games are against Australia and New Zealand. Those are now must-win games. Because if any points are dropped, this team may not get to the next round. And... I mean, 
this has to be the biggest, like, I mean, this has to equiv this has to be equal to Germany not making, for the men's side, Germany not making it to the knockout stage the year Mexico beat them in 2018. Like, th this has to be equal to that. Like, I mean, JD, I'll have you chime in a little bit on this. I mean, from my personal view, I don't know if you saw the highlights, but from my personal view, not one person, not one player on the entire team stepped up. They all looked like they all just woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I didn't watch the highlights because I didn't want to. I just saw 3-0 to Sweden, which, I mean, like, granted, in the, in, in, in the women's side of the game, Sweden is not a terrible team, but the U.S. should be beating Sweden. And I, all I have to say is, I like, well, I didn't watch the highlights, but I can only imagine that they just took it easy when they literally got knocked out by this fucking team in the last Olympics. It is the reason Hope Solo had to fucking retire. Because she created a fucking Twitter storm. Like, I'm surprised I'm surprised she didn't fucking tweet about this game. Like, I... Without watching a single clip of this game, I can tell you, the U.S. Women's National Team thought that they were too good to be playing anybody. I I, that, I, that I can only imagine how they actually performed because I didn't see a second of this game. I yeah. I, look, they, they got to play Australia, New Zealand, and they they better fucking win these games. I I think they will. I think I, I think Sweden's a much better team than Australia and New Zealand, so I I think the U.S. women should win. But I don't know, man. If if they're gonna be yeah. lackadaisical about this whole fucking tournament and. And that, they, they, I think, is the—and mm. I think that's the perfect word. I really think lackadaisical is the perfect word because it kind of looked like the U.S. was just kind of like, we'll be fine. This will happen. And then it's the 10th minute, and then it's the 20th yeah. minute. And then Bring it's on the, the fucking minute. final, right? Like, And, 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 like, and that's, that is 100% the mentality. One team showed up to play. And honestly, I don't want to discredit Sweden in any way, shape, or form. They showed up. They had that high press. They didn't allow the U.S. to build any momentum. The U.S. look flustered. They look chaotic. I'm telling you right now, if the U.S. doesn't get their stuff together, and I mean quickly, I mean in two days at 7 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, I, I'm going to try to be up for it. I'll be honest with you guys. But, I mean, I, I just, this is, this I'll is, I, I, I really didn't think that this U.S. women's national team would ever be in a must-win situation ever before the knockout stages. And honestly, this might be one of the bigger shocks I've happened to ever see. But we're going to transition this a little bit. Start with the bad. Now we're going to give you a little bit of good. And how often can we say good things about the U.S. men's national team? That's right. Coming off of grabbing a trophy against Mexico now are advancing to the knockout stage of the Gold Cup. Now, yes, boys and girls, I understand. This is about the third best MLS side that they've thrown out there. Yes, I said the third best MLS side. Not the best, not the third best American side. This is like basically random guys around the MLS, but they're getting the job done. They went clean through. JD, cover your ears because Matt Turner's been kind of decent. I mean, no. we're looking... Who have they played? Who the fuck have they played? You gotta beat the opponent. You have to beat the opponent in front of you, and that's what they've been doing. But no, I don't I want wa this fucking Matt Turner bullshit. I just want to talk about... We don't have to talk about Matt Turner. Don't have to talk about Matt Turner. But I do want to talk about a couple other guys on this team that have massively been stepping up. Guys, JD knows him. I know him. If you watch the MLS, you know this guy. I mean, hell, if you've watched the championship, you know this guy. Can Why hasn't the big move for Daryl DK happened yet? Like, this guy is just... Uh, this guy abuses defenders. This guy is Romelu Lukaku 2.0. He is fast as hell. He's built like a motherfucking tank. And, he's, and, he's, and he has that finishing touch. JD, I would take him. If I was on the phone with Man United right now, I'm like, I don't care. Get him in your lineup right now, okay? This guy is going to be fucking phenomenal. I mean, he doesn't start for Manchester United. But, yes, a, a fairly bigger team should pick him up, I, I would say. As I'm watching the Union play the Orlando City right now, he's obviously not playing for Orlando City because he's with the U.S. Men's, men's National Team. But, yes, he is too good to be playing in the MLS. He was 
one of the best players at Barnsley last season. And yeah, I, I don't understand why a bid hasn't come in for him from either a top championship team or a you know a, a mid mid to lower table Premier League team. He would start for a lot of teams. It is surprising that a bid is, hasn't come in, which makes me think maybe there's something else. I and, and not necessarily injury. I, I I heard that he was like at a bar in Texas. I think uh, the other day, which is kind of not a good look. If you're getting recognized at a bar during a major international tournament, I mean, it is the Gold Cup, but still, that's not what you should be doing. I look at that, and I think to myself, like, hey, Wayne Rooney did it. Like, Wayne Rooney is 100% the guy who banged in two goals against Arsenal and then immediately went to the pub right after the game. Now, yes, 100%. Yeah, he also also got arrested for drunk driving in the U.S., so that's a thing. People forget. Funny, Funny enough. Do you know what else happened that day? Liverpool beat oh. Man United. Yeah, Liverpool beat Man United 3-1. And then two hours later, I'm hearing that Wayne Rooney got a DUI. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, same, bro. Same. But honestly, I yeah. do want to talk about other guys on this team. Can, can we really talk about, you know, Busio? Like, this kid's phenomenal. He's getting attention now from Europe, throughout the Italian league now, from what I'm hearing another american looks like they're on their way to europe and 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 jd he might be i think the hype that we give weston mckinney and christian pulisic i think we need to start giving this guy some of the attention because when this guy has the ball on his foot he doesn't give it up he that thing is stuck to him and he is able to smoothly move through those defenses yeah he's looked good so far so i'm I'm not going to say anything negative about him I would just like to see him play for, you know, a decent Italian team in Europe, and then I'll make my assumptions. Because I, here's the thing about the MLS. I, I love watching the MLS. It, 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 and I, I, like, I love the players in MLS, and I love when players move from the MLS to Europe. Two, two of my favorite players in the MLS from the Union, Mark McKenzie and Brendan Anson, did just that thing, and they're both balling out for teams in Europe. I need to see it happen for Buzio in Europe. Like, MLS is great, but you're balling out in the MLS. Sometimes it doesn't work out when you take a step forward, a step higher. So I'm, I'm excited for him. I hope he gets that move, and I hope he proves himself there. But yeah. I, I don't know a lot about him. I, I, I've seen him play for Sporting Kansas City here and there. I just don't really follow them that much, and they don't play the Union that often. So, but... Yeah, I, I, I hope I hope he gets that move. I hope any Amer- any good young American gets their chance in Europe. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. And I love the fact that these conversations are now happening more and more. It isn't a rarity. It's now become mm-hmm. the nor. It's come. It's become now the normality that, like, I'll even again. This is fresh, brand new. I got the update through like random people who have like some build up play, you know, through Twitter. It, Kyle Duncan, the right back, the twenty the just turned twenty year old right back for the Red Bull is apparently getting now attention from the French league. I like how this is no longer becoming uh, like, oh my god, it's it, it, it how could this happen? This is more like good. It's about time. And that's a really encouraging thing for me. Uh, you've even had guys like Christian Pulisic and Weston McKenney both come out and say how important the systems are here in the United States of America and how the growth is now just becoming such a beautiful, beautiful thing. That's where I keep saying, by 2026, we might have a, a superb U.S. men's national team roster that should make a great run in the World Cup. I'm never going to not say it. I'm never going to not say it. Um... Like I said, the U.S. will be playing Jamaica 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time um, on Saturday. So stay up a little later, if you don't mind. That's not too, too late. So, again, I think Jamaica, I mean, they have some really great talent as well. Uh, I'm currently covering for JD, who's too busy making thoughts to Andre Blake saving, like, 10 shots against the U.S. men's national team. But, you know... I digress. This this is going to be a good matchup. This was the cup final the last time these two teams met. So I am extremely excited about this. 
I'm going to move on now to our next topic, and I'm telling you right... Oh, wait, we have a... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I had to mute myself, and uh, while you're talking, I opened a beer, and it was so cold that it was, like, half slushy, and it fucking spurted everywhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, so that happened. That's beautiful. But that's what beautiful. I will say is, with Jamaica, I don't know who to support. Um, the third-string U.S. men's national team or uh, Andre Blake and Corey Burke because, you know... I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of caught between two sides here. Like, I don't That's, really give a shit about the Gold Cup, but I really want to see Andre Blake win. So you just show up. You just show up to the game in a black T-shirt, and you just and all you do is clap. Like, yay, soccer! Yes, soccer! Yay, Very sports, good. Sports, sports, yes, sports, sports. I'm here for the tailgate. I'm here oh. for the tailgate. All right. Um, I opened another. I opened another beer, and it wasn't slushy, so it didn't go. There anywhere. we go. There we go. Now, boys and girls, as for popular request, we are now going to be talking about some. Ballendur? Did, did I did I say that correctly this time? Ballendur. Ballendur. You gotta do the I prefer my balloons to be right next to my doors. Oh my so, god. <laughs> um I mean I, I I'd like to say we should be having a little bit more of a conversation about this, but JD, I'll be honest with you, from reports, from looking at the statistics to looking at everything. It looks like Leo Messi will be walking away with another Player of the Year trophy. I, I I would argue that Lewandowski should get it just on the fact that he didn't get one last year. I could even argue with the fact that, you know, Kevin De Bruyne has been phenomenal this season and has put up some unre- some real some crazy numbers. I was thinking about something and I got caught in another thought. I but it seems from the reports that Leo is the favorite. Leo's going to run away with it. I mean, JB, does anyone else have a prayer? I mean, you're forgetting the Italian legend, Jorginho. Come on. Uh. <laughs> I have a, you know, I have a huge beef with people just getting trophies for just being there. Like, that was the whole, like, Modric situation. Like, oh, Modric, he was... In the World Cup final, and he won a Champions League. There, oh, because he bought tickets to two separate shows. He deserves to win a trophy. No, I'm sorry, because like, I'll be honest here. If Jorginho finishes higher than Ngolo Conte, I'm gonna have problems because Ngolo no, yeah. Conte had. An I was gonna say, I, I love how Jorginho isn't even the best midfielder on his club team. Like, I don't think. He's and, the third. and then the guy we're talking about won a world fucking World Cup. Like, not even but, the Euros, just a World and, Cup. Like, and that's and that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm looking at this, but I mean, JD, I'll, I'll follow up with a question with you. Does anyone else have a chance? Um, I look if if Messi won it, I wouldn't be critical of it. I would say, you know what, he he, you know, he, he's he's not undeserving of it. But I think you just got to give it to Lewandowski. The fact that he didn't win it last year because they just decided not to have it when he clearly should have won it. And then he followed that up with a second half of, of last season in the same fashion as all of last year. I mean, I just, just give him the fucking trophy. Like, just please, just just do it. If anybody is most deserving, it's Robert Lewandowski. But if if Messi won it, he had a fantastic year. And, and he finally won an international trophy. I, I wouldn't be critical of it. I would, I, I would just say like I think Lewandowski should win it. No, nope, that's, that's my take, and yeah. And and you know it, what? It's between like, those two. And I look at it. This like Lewandowski broke the German goal scoring record that was literally held for what like 30, 40, 50 years, something like that. Forty like, years, I think. Yeah. Forty years. More. Like, and, and and I understand Messi. You know he. You know he he removed the weight off of his back by finally acquiring an international trophy, and I bet you that is playing a huge factor in this. But like, I don't know. There's just something that just doesn't sit right with me with the fact that Lewandowski literally had the greatest season any striker has any has ever had ever, and Messi's gonna get it because he just won an international trophy. I don't know. I I. He I, also I, he also had a pretty good fucking season oh, in a pretty terrible I, Barcelona team. No, 
I'm not arguing here. Honestly, if Messi's not on that Barcelona side, they're fighting relegation. Like, they are actually fighting relegation. And we're going to dive into the chaos that is Barcelona on an upcoming episode. Just the debt, what's going on with their transfers. That's probably going to be early next week, guys. So I'm going to now move this on to a little game. Didn't tell JD about this. A lot of you guys have been reaching out, asking for us to do, hey, transfer rumors, what do you guys think, X, Y, Z. JD, we are going to play a game that I literally don't have a good name for. It's just called How Likely. Basically, I'm gonna, I took the top 10 best rumors for Premier League transfers, whether it's going in or going out. And JD, on a scale of 1 to 10, you and I are going to give a number on how likely you think this will go through. And then, of course, tell me why. So JD, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with the big one. The big one. And apparently, as of today, Man City might be acquiring Harry Kane for about $160 million. JD, on a scale of 1 to 10... How likely do you think this is going to happen? Well, I mean, it's the only club. It's the only club that could afford him. And $160 million, what's that in pounds? Like 130, 140 million pounds. I I mean, to be honest, that's probably fair. If you're going to if you're going to buy Harry Kane, that's probably probably what you're going to fucking spend. Um I Man City are going to dodge financial fair play left and right, so I'm going to say an eight. I'm going to say an eight. I think they land him. I think, it's, I think it's realistic. I they you know they they don't have Aguero. Aguero goes to Barca. Gabriel Jesus. They, no, no. They 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 need Harry Kane. I mean, it, they they did it without a. They did. Sorry, I should say this. Man, Manchester City won the Premier League without a star striker. Because Aguero just didn't play much last season. And they, they coped well. But if they have Harry Kane last season, they win the Champions League. Easy. Because they almost did. They almost did. And I they were just missing something. And sorry, Tottenham fans. I mean, you should probably have come to terms with the fact that you're losing Harry Kane by now. But uh, yeah, I can see I can see City getting him. I, they're, the, they're the only ones in the Premier League that could afford it, and I, I don't I don't think he wants to go abroad. So I, there's only one option, in my opinion. So yeah, no. I'd say an eight out of ten. And you know what? I mean, that's that's pretty good. And I think if you asked any Spurs fan, hey, would you rather have Harry Kane stay at the club, be unhappy, ride out the rest of his contract with absolutely no? zero percent of him re-signing a new contract or would you rather have 160 million dollars um 160 million dollars buys a whole lot of hotspur i i don't know what a hotspur is but that's, that's my that's, joke that's what they said about uh gareth bale yeah how well that turned out well they what did they ended up by they ended up buying like eight guys and didn't like well, they gareth... got they got erickson the only ones of note are erickson and lamela and Erickson was very good for them, but Lamela, if that's your second best signing from Gareth Bale money, from world record transfer fee money, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, you know what, JD? I am going to go with a six. And the reason why I'm going okay. with a, the reason why I'm going with a six is we all know what happened with the Jaden Sancho incident with Man United. And honestly, you see it all the time. The second you start getting into triple digits, these transfers don't just happen. These transfers don't, like, blink in an eye. Like, a perfect example is Donny Vanderbeek. Donny Vanderbeek came over to Man United on $40 million. We got wind of the rumor on a Thursday. This dude was signed with a jersey in his hand on Monday. That's, yeah, that's what happens with those lower... Wait, has it been officially announced? I don't know. I didn't see it. What, with Jaden Sancho? Yeah. Um. So basically, okay, we're gonna pause for one second. Oh, ba basi Jason. basically, he's the Manchester United player. Yeah. No, no I'm, I'm hey. waiting for him to actually no. hold up the fucking shirt. 
And you and me both, you and me and every other upset Man United fan, because God, you know, the the Dortmund fan uh, players have already said goodbye. Everyone else has basically said their goodbyes, and now Man United and Dortmund are both coming out saying there's like two pieces of paperwork that still need to be signed. Motherfucker, this is the 21st century. Email this shit, electronic signature, let's get this shit done. I want to see Jaden Sancho in a United jersey. I'm tired of the Photoshop. I can't wait. I can't wait for a fucking fax machine blunder like the Dave, the David De Gea to Real Madrid. I, I, Could you I've imagine? Made, I've Manchester I've would this, burn. Manchester I'd, would burn. Harry Kane wouldn't be going to Man City because there would be no Etihad. It would I burn would, down. The whole city would ev- burn. I need everyone to be very very clear on this. If Jane Sancho does not come to Man United this summer, I'm on every list. Don't don't ask <laughs> what list. I'm just on it. I'm on the list. Okay, you either need to know where I am, or you need to be running far away from me. That's it. It's either one of the two. It's your choice. But yep, I'm gonna go with a six. The reason why this is a lot of money. This is a lot of money. And honestly, talk about Harry Pep, Kane. Yes, still talking about Harry Kane. Uh, this is a lot of money. And honestly, when you're dealing with like something like this, this would be Man City's only transfer this year. It would be. They couldn't, they would, with everything, how they just dodged the bullet with financial fair play the last time. And as well, Man City are going to have to sell players. They're not going to be able to keep all these people on the roster. And yes, I understand Harry Kane will basically be making the same wages Sergio Aguero made before he left. But they're going to have to clean up some of these guys off of the payroll. And that's going to be the tough part is selling knowing you're going to need that money to go out and buy someone. The next one, which seems to be picking up more and more speed every single day, this player's contract expires at the end of this upcoming season, but as of January, he could start talking to players as a free agent. We're talking about one Paul Pogba being linked to PSG. Apparently, Man United would be in the ballpark of taking anywhere between 60 to 70 million dollars basically looking to just get anything they can jd i'm gonna start this one off paul pogba to psg boys and girls it's basically done i'm giving this one an 8 out of 10 because he's he he doesn't want to be here from a man united's perspective he doesn't want to be here he and I get it. He sees everything going on. He sees the team is much much better. He sees that now he's finally playing around good people. But you know what? It's not Man United itself. I think it's the media. I think it's just the overall league. I think there's just a lot of different factors where Paul Pogba just doesn't like being in the Premier League. He would love the type of player Paul Pogba is for how flashy and how like you know like crazy wild shots from forty yards out. That flies in the French League. And honestly, the fact that he would be able to play with all of his best friends and he'd be in the city he grew up in, this is basically done, boys and girls. Basically, if PSG come out and offer any decent sum of money, Man United are going to take it. Because Man United need money more than anyone else right now, maybe outside of Barcelona. 8 out of 10. I'm I'm basically already like saying my goodbyes to Paul Pogba from my point of view. But JD, am I wrong for thinking something like this? Are you are you talking about a tra- like an actual transfer before his contract runs out, or do you mean basically on a contract? Basically, somebody actually buys him. Yeah, basically the way I've structured this, this is all happening in this summer transfer. Okay, uh, first thing I'm gonna say is. I don't think any team gambles on paying for him, like as on a transfer fee. I think PSG would gladly take him on a pre-contract signing. Not that I think they need more midfielders; they have fucking plenty. But I, I just don't think any top team is going to throw sixty or seventy million at Paul Pogba because you don't know what you're going to get out of him. You don't know if you're going to get prime Juventus Pogba or you're going to get the guy who doesn't show up every game for Manchester United. I. If you get him on a free on high wages, you can manage that. Like, PSG can manage that. They've done it before, and they'll do it again. But I, I just don't see any team paying 60, 70, 80 mil for Paul Pogba this summer. I think I think all the teams are going to wait it out till January. 
And then that's when the real bidding will come in, and it'll be it'll be coming straight to Mino Raiola, that fucking scumbag. And and Paul Pogba might get the fattest contract in history. He might get well, the fattest pre-contract signing in history. That I, that's, I get, that's my view on it. And and speaking of con, well, here, give me a number. Give me a number one. Give me a number one out of ten, or zero out of ten, if you think so. This summer that he gets that he gets sold this summer. This one. summer. One. one no team takes a chance on it no not a chance he he is a manchester united player starting this season and not a second of this season is he truly a manchester united player because he knows he knows he's gone january 1st he knows where he's going he's I talking the, this the entire first half of the season i think the and biggest I, go ahead go ahead no I, I i just don't i just don't see it i i, I just have no faith in any team paying that much money for such a liability and i i I, those those liability signings are fine when they're when they're free transfers because you just pay them a lot of money and then you can offload them well hopefully but i just don't see it the big the, the big x factor coming in right now is man united apparently have offered paul pogba north of four hundred thousand pounds a week to stay. Now, nothing against PSG, nothing against any of these other teams. Four hundred thousand pounds a week is a lot of money to just leave on the table. So if Paul is only in it for the money, one, your brand is going to stay huge if you stay at United, because Man United is just one of the most followed pages on social media, and being a Man United player automatically gets you huge bumps on social media. And if you're making four hundred thousand pounds a week or more, I I don't know if it's just for the money. I can't see him going somewhere else and making more. That's just my personal point of view. Speaking of making money, this guy last year was basically money in front of the net. And apparently, if, you know, one team doesn't get one certain player, I think they're going to go after this because it's been a rough rumor that Chelsea has offered Inter Milan north of $115 million to sign Romelu Lukaku to get the Belgium back to the Premier League. JD, I'm going to start this one off with you. This has been kind of like... This rumor's kind of gone away, and then it comes back, and then it goes away. This summer, do you think there is any possibility of Romelu Lukaku coming back to the Premier League? No, he's comfortable in Italy. I I, I think he stays at Inter, and and Inter have have come out and said he's not being sold. I I, I don't I don't believe any word of him leaving Inter at this time. I, I think he's found where he's comfortable, and it's at a very high level. It's at an extremely high level. I mean, they just won Serie A. He, he'll be playing in Champions League with a very good team. I I just don't... No. No. And not, and not that Chelsea where... Chelsea are a very good team, but you look at the recent big money signings they've made in Timo Werner and Kai Havertz, and yes, granted Kai Havertz fucking scored in the Champions League final to win it, but he, had, he didn't do that much else. <laughs> And I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 if I'm Romelu Lukaku, I, I don't see that as a desirable destination right now. I, I mean, maybe in a year or two. I, Lukaku's, what, 28, I, I would say. He, he's well into his prime, but he still has plenty of years left. He, he, can, he can make that big move. He still has time. But he's in a good spot right now in Inter. I know Inter need to sell players, but I don't think he's one, he's one that they're going to sell. I think I think what uh, Martinez is going to be sold before he is, for sure. So give so me. I'm, a I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah. a number. I'm gonna say a two or three out of ten. I think one is a fair score because you are 100 correct. Romelu Lukaku, his agent, they've both come out and expressed how much they love playing for Inter Milan, how he really can't see himself leaving. He loves the people. He loves the community. He loves the fan base. He loves just the overall culture. Yes, Inter Milan need money because they are one of those clubs who is in a bit of debt. But I, I think 100% correct that Martinez will go 
way before Romelu Lukaku do. Uh, on a side note, if Inter Milan also sell him without, before, without paying Man United in full, basically Inter Milan would owe that money up front to Man United. So I think they're going to keep him on the payroll because that also gives them the privilege of breaking down his payments over time. Now, this one has started to pick up a little bit of pace. Apparently, this is no longer, this is now past the player negotiation. This is now between the club negotiation and a bid has been made today. It was rejected, but the communications have officially started. Rafael Varane to Manchester United. Now, I'll start this one off. This, this, this kind of looks like it's happening. This, this, I'm going to go with a seven. I'm going with a seven because this has picked up pace a lot faster than it ever has before. Man United had always wanted Rafael Varane, but the timing wasn't right. He didn't want to leave. He's not in a contract year. Well, now he's officially in a contract year with less than one year, with only one year left on his contract. Real Madrid offered him an insulting 50% wage offer, basically making almost ha like just a little over half of what he was originally making. This guy is turning 20. This guy just turned 28 years old. This guy is now in the prime of his defensive career. I and then at the same time you give David Alaba $300,000 a week. Basically the new guy who's almost the same age is making double what you are. He wants out. He wants out of Real Madrid and Man United apparently have already agreed to personal terms with the player and a bid has been made. Contract talks, I mean, bid talks have officially opened up. It's, I think, I think this is a few weeks away. I, I maybe, maybe this gets done end of, by the end of August, this deal should happen. Well, that's cutting it close. I, I'll agree with you on a seven. I hate it because it'll be a great signing. Rafael Varane is a fantastic defender. Um, I, I hate I hate when teams like United are you know in line to make good transfers. I hate it because this would be a very good transfer. He wants out of he wants out of Real, and if you're talking what, what's the, what's the number they're talking like 50, 60? So Manchester United apparently today offered a forty million dollar bid with five million dollars well, worth of got be more well, than that with f about five million dollars worth of add-ons. Apparently, Real Madrid rejected that, looking for something between 60 and 70. Now, I don't think you're going to get 60 That's and 70. Fair to me. I, but I don't think you're going to get 60 or 70. He's only got one year left on his contract. That's if he was in the middle of a five-year deal, then I would think 70. I think this could probably get done between 55 and 60 million dollars. Now, if you have the opportunity to go out and get Rafael Varane, a guy who is 28 years old, who's one of the best defenders in the world, who physically has come out and said he wants the Premier League experience, um, yeah, get it done. Just just get it done. Apparently, he's number one on Ollie Gunner's list of players he is looking for this transfer window. Jaden Sancho is already technically here. So, uh, I... I I think if you're Rafael Varane, I think the Man United position is great. You're or you're being surrounded by a bunch of other really good defenders, and he might be the missing piece. I look at that and I think to myself, Liverpool when Virgil Van Dyke showed up, it's like, hey, all we need is a rock, and literally a solid defender, and it'll all work. And honestly, I look at that. Wait, what? Eighty million pounds for Harry Maguire wasn't enough? Excuse me. All you need hey. is rock central defender. <laughs> hey, as we can talk about further conversations about the English tax, let's not even get into that. But now let's move over to the next one. City continue to want to just spend money because if they're gonna get, if they're not gonna get Harry Kane, they might get this guy, Jackie Grealish. Apparently being linked for around $100 oh million dollars to Manchester City. Now, of course, this is also on the premise that they most likely will not be getting Harry Kane. I'm assuming this is probably the number two guy Pep has on his list. But apparently the the offer Villa would be interested in has got to be at least a little bit north of $100 million. I, I, I open this with you is the most fouled 
person in soccer on his way to Manchester City? Um, no. I'm going to say 3 out of 10. And the reason being is because he's coming from Villa. You don't you don't make 100 million pound deals with no with no disrespect to Aston Villa. It just does not happen. It does not happen. You look at Wilfred Zaha with Crystal Palace where they're asking like 80 million and it never happens. Teams will not give that amount of money to a team like Aston Villa or Crystal Palace with no disrespect to those clubs. It just will not happen. Jack Relish will leave Villa, I think, in a year or two, and it'll be in the 50 to 60 mil range. I I, I just Villa they don't need like they don't they know they don't need 100 million pounds. And and the teams that want to get Jack Relish know that Villa know that. And they'll wear him down. They'll wear him down. It'll be 50 to 60 mil if City want him. Go get him next summer. They're getting Harry Kane this summer. Go get him next summer for 50 or 60 mil. And, and you know what? I, look, Jack Grealish, is, he's worth 100 mil, but it's the its the team he's coming from. It, it'll never happen. It will never happen or the transfer. It, look, if the transfer market wasn't any more cracked, it, it, it'll just be destroyed. Just the valuation of players is ridiculous. I, I, I just... I, I, I don't know. It'd be like... I mean, it, it's like a player like... Wow, I don't want to say that. I was going to say like a player like Neymar coming from like... I, I don't even... No, no, that's that's disrespect to Neymar. As much as I don't like him, he's a magician with the ball. I don't know. I, I just don't see Grealish going for any more than 60 mil and not this summer. I just don't think it happens. No, I mean, you know what? You make a lot of valid points because honestly, I was at, I was at about a five because there's a couple things that need to be at play. One of those is they don't get Harry Kane. I'm gonna bump well, it down yeah, to a true. yeah. I'm gonna bump it down to a four just because honestly, you said you you, you said what needed to be said. I, I think he's worth a little bit more than sixty million. I think a fair number would be probably in the mid seventies. I think is a respectable number that both Aston Villa and whatever club would like to acquire him. I think that's a really good amount. Um, no, I, I just, I'm, I'm, no, no, no. I think he's worth a hundred mil. Oh, just yes, not, not playing for Aston Villa. Okay, if yeah, he's playing course. for a better team right now, he's worth a hundred mil easily. So at his age, he's what so, he's what twenty five. Oh my God, he's worth a hundred million playing for any big team in Europe, but he's playing for Aston Villa. That's the problem. So, Nobody's just, going to pay Aston Villa hundred million pounds for any player. It's not going to happen. So, so I'm just going to throw this into the universe, and to all my Tottenham fans, just listen really closely. What? Sell Harry Kane? Go get Jack Grealish? Hey, maybe we'll talk about it another day. The next one would we're he, talking would about. He really? Wait, would he really have more success at Tottenham than he has at Aston Villa? It's a bigger stage. He can play European soccer or whatever championship they're in. Um, I say, will, will, will he? Is that, is that really a bigger well, stage? I wonder. The conference, well, I, what is the conference league? Well, is that I, what they're I, calling I, it these well, days? I, I look at I look at how Southgate suited his starting eleven. Outside of Phillips, if you didn't play for a bigger club in the Premier League, he didn't play you. And I wonder if that's the reason why Jack Grealish just didn't get any time whatsoever is because... What are you talking uh, about? Declan Rice played it almost every game. Yeah. Is West and that's Ham West Ham, been... which, yes, West... they did well, but yes, on the scale of big clubs in England, they're not there. Okay. All right. I want it for the record that I think West Ham is a bigger club in England. Next one. Okay. Erling, ha- Erling Holland going to Chelsea. It's been back and forth. I mean, forth. I, w- it, I wouldn't be surprised... I... It'd be what Chelsea would... That would be a Chelsea thing to do, and it would probably ruin Holland's career. Um, He'd be the next Havertz or Werner. I'm not saying Havertz or Werner's careers are ruined, but it hasn't been a good start (laughs) to their big money moves. I I, I don't want this to happen, not because I don't want Liverpool to play Chelsea with Holland starting for them. It's not that. I don't think it's a good fit for Holland. I, I honestly, he's doing so well in Germany. He's so young. Just play another season with Dortmund. Just play another season. 
and go for your fucking release clause. I, I, I don't think Dortmund wants that. I think Dortmund want to cash in on him. But for your development, as if it couldn't get any better, just just score another fucking 25 goals for Dortmund this coming season. Just do it. And you know what? You can command any wage you want. Because you are you and Kylian Mbappe, Erling Haaland and Kylian Mbappe, are the Messi and Ronaldo of, of today. I mean, and I'm saying that as in, as if Messi and Ronaldo aren't still fucking killing it. Like, they're just, they're the future Messi and Ronaldo. They're going to be the ones battling it out for Ballon d'Ors left and right. I, Holland needs to take his career very carefully. He is on such a good track. He just, I, I truly think he just needs to stay at Dortmund one more season and leave on his you know, we leave on that on that release clause. What was it, seventy five mil or sixty five mil or something like that? Which look, Dortmund should be fucking kissing themselves because they got him for like seventeen million from RB Salzburg. Literally nothing. They're gonna make a huge profit no matter what. And then they can also make a really good push for Champions League. Or you know what, if Howen has an amazing season, maybe they'll win the Bundesliga for once. I don't know. I, I just think he stays one more season for his, for his benefit and Dortmund's, and then he goes on. I don't know to, I don't even know who. You got to throw in Real Madrid. You got to throw in Chelsea. I, I don't know who he goes to next year, but somebody big for sure. Maybe Bayern. Who knows? Lewandowski. He's still killing it, but he's old. So maybe they get the the, the young striker who's gonna be the next Lewandowski, only faster. <laughs> So, who knows? Give me a number. Uh, to Chelsea or Holland to Chelsea this summer, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say five, just because it'd be a Chelsea thing to do. It'd be such a Chelsea thing to do. I'm gonna go a little bit in the opposite direction here. I think this one is a two, and the reason why I think it's two is because Dortmund are a bunch of freaking idiots. Let me break it down for you nice and sweet for all the kids at home who don't know what's going on. Erling Holland has a release clause in his contract that is effective next year, where basically any team that gives Dortmund $76 million, um, they can just take him. Erling Holland next year might be worth $200 million. A team may physically steal him. If you're Dortmund, you get every single penny you can for him right now but they won't they've come out and said that you'd have to start bidding in the high almost at 200 million to bring him in and i get that but if chelsea came knocking if city came knocking if united came knocking if any of these teams came knocking with a 130 million dollar bid you take it you take it and you sit there and you count your money for the next year when you come in second in the Bundesliga because you know that's where you're going to finish. I think this one is a two, strictly on the fact that Dortmund just... I feel like they're going to drop the ball on this one really, really hard. And it's in my opinion, I think it's embarrassing. But we move on. This one might be a little quick just because it's just started to pick up a little bit momentum, but it seems that this team is really focusing on picking up other players. James Madison to Arsenal. Apparently is starting to pick up some legs. Um, I'm thinking with the new Smith Rowe contract extension and with it just seemed that Arteta is really going for a really young, young team as well with James Madison. He's making good money at Leicester. I'm giving this a one. I'm sorry, Arsenal fans. I really just don't see this happening. I don't think it's a good fit. I don't think it's good for the team nor the player. Again, this is just a little rumor that seems to just pe- like have peaked its head out, and I'm just, I feel like this one just needs to get squashed. Yeah, I, I agree with you. One out of ten. Um, especially with Emil Smith-Rowe signing a new contract, getting the number 10 jersey. No way does James Madison go to Arsenal. I... I don't. I don't think he goes regardless of that new of that contract signing with Emil Smith Rowe. It's not a good fit. Um, I. I don't know. Lester. Lester need to be careful because they have a dangerously good young team that can get poached, and they've been super smart the last couple of years with selling players at the right price at the right time. 
I think if they sell Yuri Telemans this summer, which I think they should, I think he's a fantastic player. He's I think he's 24, and he, he is amazing. I, I, I want Liverpool to sign him so bad. Fuck Saul Niguez. I don't know how to pronounce his fucking last name. Saul from Atletico Madrid. That's who Liverpool's linked with. I Look, fuck him. Go get your team ones. I would love that. But Leicester aren't going to sell both Tielmans and Madison in the same summer. They they don't do that. And I, I don't think they sell Madison. I think they keep this core. Maybe they sell one player. They sell one of Madison or, or Tielmans. That they keep the core together because that's what they do. They they didn't sell Var. They sold Mares, and and then well no sorry they sold Conte and Mares but they didn't sell Vardy. I'm I'm thinking a couple years ago when they won the league. They've just been really smart with their with their with their selling. Because they're good at replacing players. I don't... It'll be tough to replace Madison in that team. Because when he's fit, he is so good for Leicester. And, same, yeah. and I can say the same thing about Tielmans. I was about to say, they both, I, they both, over the last few years, have gone yeah. on some pretty exciting tears of form. And honestly, like I said, I think you and I both are on the same game plan. It's a 1 out of 10. I think it's a cute rumor. I think Not it's a fun Arsenal. rumor. But... Again, Arsenal fans, I love you guys. I don't. Leicester are slowly replacing you in the big six conversation. I don't know why on earth someone would want to bounce out when they were about when they were with the process when they went in. But we move on. Another rumor that seems to have peeked its head out. Again, I'm just confused because Man United are apparently doing things and it's confusing me. Man United apparently is linked and apparently now ahead in the race for Ruben Neves. Apparently now this is reports from Fabrizio Romano. Apparently Wolves would be interested in selling the defensive midfielder for roughly around the $40 million price range. Man United need a center defensive mid. Uh, Ruben, if, if they end up getting Varane, Sancho... You can find a way to negotiate a $35, $40 million deal and just have these three guys be your window. That's an A-plus window. I'm giving this one a 6 out of 10 because I just... I think that's a lot to ask of United. I'm giving it the 6 because it works. Like, at the end of the day, this works. This could easily be a deal that's done in the final hours of the window, but between his little bromance he has with Bruno Fernandes... It's it's one of those things where it's like, this could possibly happen. And honestly, he was a hot commodity at the end of the season. Then everyone stopped talking about Ruben Neves. Now that Nuno Espirito Santos is gone, I think it's all fair play. I think that this easily could happen. But I'm staying a little hesitant. I don't think he's that high up on the wish list for Ollie. So I'm going to give it a six. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep it real short. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to give it a 5 because I think it'd be a great signing for United and 40 million pounds is about right. That's about right for the price for Ruben Neves. But I'm going to be honest, no way is United that smart in the transfer market. No way do they get Sancho and Varane and Ruben Neves in the same transfer window. Not a chance. You That's do the cynic in me. You do realize that if those three transfers do happen, it's going to become an annual event where Man United fans are going to storm the game against Liverpool just to continue to put pressure. Because if riots turn into transfers, congratulations, we're going to get a lot more of those. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't see it happening. <laughs> I'll get, I'll I, give it the five out of yeah. ten just because it would be a very good signing. Yeah. I just don't think it'll happen. <laughs> And then we are going to be finishing up with JT. If you thought I was going to forget about Liverpool, I didn't. Oh, because... don't give me fucking Henderson shit. God damn it. No, no, no. We got oh, Col- not the we have, shit? We have going in. I had to dig deep oh. on the farthest parts of the internet to find this one. But guess what? I Mbappe found it. Mbappe to Liverpool? Mbappe to Liverpool? That's that's on the next episode. No, I'm talking along the lines of we are talking about Renato Sanchez apparently has been linked to the midfield for Liverpool. Now, again, Look. this is this is very I'll let you go first. This is Liverpool. I went first for all the United ones. This is a very small rumor, but apparently 
30 to 40 million dollars could acquire this young Portuguese talent. Go ahead, JD. The floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, he's 25, or maybe he's 24. Or is he 23? No, he's still pretty young. I don't, I don't remember. He was so fucking young at the Euros in 2016. I don't remember how old he is now. I, maybe he's 23 still. I Look, I'd rather spend double the money for Renato Sanchez on Yuri Thielmans. No, no disrespect to Renato Sanchez. I think he's a fantastic player. He had a fantastic season for Lille, winning, winning the French League. I would much rather them spend double the amount on Yuri Thielmans. I think overall his ceiling is higher. I think Renato Sanchez is a great player, but I, I rate Yuri Thielmans in the long run much higher. So I I haven't like I I saw a couple things about the Renato Sanchez thing. I, I nothing credible and, and and to be fair, nothing really credible about Yuri Thielmans other than just little rumors. But I, if I had to pick, if I had to pick, I, I'd go Thielmans all the way. Nothing, nothing against San, Renato Sanchez. He's a great player, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be dissatisfied with him signing for Liverpool. He'd be a great player for us. But if I had the choice, I'd go Thielmans. Here at the EPL boys, we are officially starting the rumor: Yuri Thielmans to Liverpool. Okay, you heard it from us. Mm-hmm. We have in, we have inside sources. Uh, we know people. Um, JD once had a beer with a guy who shared a bus with another guy who once split a cab with a guy whose cousin works for Liverpool. And yeah, that's we're basically in we're basically next to LeBron James at meetings. So, um do you have a number for the Renato Sanchez to Liverpool? Any number you're thinking of? Two. Not gonna happen. I gave it a three because it works. And you know what? This seems like another sure, one of those. It works. Yeah, but I look at it from the point of view of right now. A lot of these teams are spending their times looking for the big signings. This seems like a signing that if it were was going to happen, it would happen literally in the last week or two. And honestly, because it's not a ton of money, and as well, it is coming from the French league. I think this one. This isn't going to be one of those things that's going to involve a ton of negotiation. I feel like this is going to be one of those things where Liverpool would walk into the room. Lille would turn around and go, we want X. Liverpool would turn around and go, we will give you Y. You're going to find that nice median point in the middle, and conversations are going to take all of two hours, and he's going to walk out in a Liverpool jersey. I'm giving it a three. I think it might happen. Like I said, I think it might happen. That has been this little game. I thought it was fun. I, I've i always wanted to talk about the transfers, and we finally had a little time to talk about the transfers. So those are some of the biggest rumors going around at least the English Premier League. I kept it as like tight to the belt as possible because if we start getting into other leagues, I'm going to need to be here for another two hours, and I'm going to have to go get a lot more beer. We are now going to transition to a couple fan questions. We had a couple fan questions. Thank you so much, everyone, for your support and all the love you guys give us up on social media. I'm going to be giving you guys the rundown. Um, Funny enough, hey, JD, from no underscore one underscore ever replied with, is JD still hungover from Saturday? Yes. Uh, no, I'm no. Actually, no. I'm not still hungover from Saturday. Um, yeah, this is a, a friend of mine that was on the bachelor party trip with me, uh, who I guess listens to this podcast. I didn't know that. He didn't say that. Um, thank you, Dallas, for supporting us. But um, yeah, I'm not still hungover. Uh, I was very hungover up until yesterday, but I drank a lot of water peed a lot and it's clear now which is a good sign my head doesn't hurt anymore and my shins kind of hurt from falling out of that fucking uber but i don't remember that so Uh, there you go (laughs) you gotta you gotta love when the boys are the boys the next one coming in from king nito one zero one nine how do you guys feel about transfer window ending after the season start? Are you for it or are you against it? 
Uh, I'll go first on this one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm against it. I'm one of those guys who, in my personal opinion, I should know what my team is going to look like the second the season starts. I also believe that the transfer window should be bumped a month earlier, and I think the transfer window should open basically the second the leagues are over. This should basically, literally every day that we are not playing league soccer should be considered the transfer window. Now, yes, of course, I do understand that certain leagues start different dates from other people, and I feel like that could all get ironed out. But yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of, because I've had that happen a few times. I've, I've gone into the season, and then like there's like this still the big, oh, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And honestly, it's very distracting. It's also distracting for the players. Imagine being a player, you've played two games with one club, and then the season's already started, and now you're getting moved. That's also very unfair to the player. So, I mean, JD, what are you thinking on that? Um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I very much dislike it. I, I don't think the teams like it. I don't think the manager likes it. I don't think the players themselves like it. The, the, the supporters, don't, like just the teams themselves just do not like it. Exactly what you said. You know, you're a top player being linked to other teams. And maybe you want to leave this team but it doesn't happen until t two games into the season. And you probably didn't play those two games, but you're like, shit, I missed out on, you know, two full games. Like, because I am leaving, but it didn't get ironed out. And now I have to come into the, this new team, you know, two games into the season. You know, I, you're not, you don't know your, you don't know your teammates yet. Or maybe, you know, some of them, but you're not, you're not integrated yet. So maybe that takes another couple games for you to even get a start. I, I, I hate this. I, I, I hate it so much. And it wasn't a thing until... Well, I guess I guess it wasn't a thing until uh, the last couple years. Um, was it because of the pandemic? Is that why? Because I, I don't think it was a thing. I, th I think the transfer... Or was it, was it still open until the end of August? And they started the season at the end of August. So maybe it was a game or two. I, f I forget. But I, I, I don't like it. Close the transfer window before... Just specifically the Premier League, just because that's what we mostly focus on. Specifically the Premier League, close the transfer window before the Premier League starts. It, it just makes everything better. And the biggest example I could say is watching the MLS. It is so weird to watch the MLS because you have guys coming in mid-season. And not like in Europe where it's where it's the, the, the win January window. We know that that's a thing. That is just a thing. And... In the MLS, you can just have a game where, like, you can you know your team, and all of a sudden you're playing, or you know the team you're playing against, and all of a sudden they just have some big name sign that just comes in in the middle of the summer, and it's like holy shit, like what we did not prepare for this, and then that player is coming in like, oh, I don't know a single person on the, on my team, like how am I gonna perform? I, I it, it makes no sense in 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 Europe stand in European standards anyway, for for soccer, I I, I just hate it. Just keep it in the summer. Go, what is the transfer window open? July 1st. Just open it early, honestly. Yeah, open it June 1st to July 31st. And then there's two weeks before the season starts. I, It makes the most sense. Nope. And I, I'm glad you and I are kind of on common ground when it comes to that one. And our final question for the evening from... Greg's JC. JC, what's good? Who is the most valuable slash best young player in the top five leagues? Young is under 21 years old. Now, I think the easy answer a lot of people would turn around and they would say is like Erling Holland, uh, Mbappe's 22, so that doesn't work, things like that. I think Phil Foden is the best out-and-out -out soccer player, footballer. I just think, I, I, and that's hard for me to say as a United fan, but Phil Foden fucks. He fuck. I mean, he, ugh. I watch this kid play, and I'm just like absolutely baffled that this kid was born, or like he was born in the year, like I think 2000 or 2001. That's absolutely mental for me. And the fact that this he balls, he absolutely balls, and 
I don't know. I It's an easy one for me, me. I am terrified to watch Phil Foden grow up, especially because he literally plays two and a half miles down the street from my club. So, yeah, that's that's at least for me. JD, I mean, who are you thinking? Um, I'll agree with Phil Foden, but also chime in on Jude Bellingham. Uh, and then, oh, good um, shout. Oh, shit. Who was I just thinking of? Fuck. I just lost it. I had another guy. And I can't think of it. Oh, it's going to bother me. Oh, uh, Gia Rana. I was going to say Gia oh, Rana. Yes. Look at an American making Just to making throw some list. names out there. Look no, but I'm just to throw some... Yeah. Just, just to throw some names out there. I, I agree with you with Phil Foden. Because the easy easy answer would be Mbappe or Holland. But, yeah, but... Well, Mbappe is 22. How old's Holland? Is he 21? He's 21. He's 21. He is... Yeah, he is 21. Okay, so, okay. My answer is Holland. But... Because <laughs> if it's 21 or younger, it's hot. Yeah. But take that out of the equation. Yeah, it's Phil Foden, but much love to Jude Bellingham and Gia Reyna, both on Dortmund, which is a testament to their recruitment and academy. Apparently, we, bo- we both got the answer wrong. Apparently, the correct answer was Caden Clark. Just kidding. Oh, my God. <sighs> Shut up. All right. Yeah, Brendan Aronson, then. <laughs> Fuck you. We're just gonna start Kaden, talking about Americans. Kaden That's it. Cl- We're just. Caden Clark has forgotten about the New York Red Bulls, Matt. Just let that sink in. He do- he doesn't even remember that team. But he suited up. He's last still night. on that. He, he's still he on that team. He's still on that team. He still plays uh, on that team. He's forgotten about them. Every game, he's just uh, like, "What team am I playing for?" Oh yeah, that's right. I'm playing for Leipzig next season. Oh, before yeah. uh, before JD makes me cry, we are going to be heading out into the weekend. Boys and girls, you be safe. You be well. Have fun. The weather's actually going to be nice up here in the east. Hopefully the weather is nice where you are. Make sure there is plenty of football going on. We have, of course, the Olympics, the Gold Cup. MLS is in full force. A lot of the clubs are now having their friendlies. But remember, boys and girls, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are at the EPL Boys. You can find us on all three social media platforms. We are going to be doing our best to be staying on top of that as much as humanly possible. We kind of dipped a little bit, but we are going to come back, and we're going to come back stronger. As well, guys, you can find us on all social media platforms. So whatever you listen to, you can find us. And that's unfortunate for you because that means you're going to just have to listen. So, JD, be safe, man. Be well. To all the people out there, be safe. Peace out.